to XN Interviews. We are live. I am JX, and we are joined by Imagine Jim. And today we're going gonna... <laughs> to today we're going to be uh, doing an interview without XN. He's got some stuff going on, so I'm, uh, we're going to have Brendan McGuire, who we had on last show, uh, fill in. Yep, an XN interview without XN. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the title. Um, so. It's an X accent interview. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, um, we got you, Imagine Jim, on the show. And uh, you have been quite the person to create a lot of fan buffs. I mean, I don't think anyone's created enough fan buffs as you have. You know, I've done my, I've done my research, and you have a lot out there. So, um, that's pretty awesome. Hey, thanks. Um, can you kind of take me like the process of like kind of choosing characters and not not even just choosing characters to add to the game, but also buffing the characters in the game? Like, what's your process about doing this? Yeah, so that's that's interesting. So when I very when I first started out, my very first champion buff was Cyclops, and it was it was almost a joke in you know the the whole Pam uh, Mike talking about how great Cyclops was. This is pre AQ. Um, uh, buff for for Cyclops, and I just I thought about Cyclops as being you know he's he's been known as the leader of the X Men. He's had so many great comic runs, um, and he's just not represented great in the game. And so I wanted to look at him, and I, I started to look at at not only his abilities. I do a lot of research when I when I create a champion buff, but also. Um, some of the other characters in the game and maybe where we could draw inspiration from that. So when I created my very first champion buff and I actually called out uh, Kabam Mike on this one was um, it was kind of a combination between Captain America Infinity War meets Aegon. So he does have that combo meter. He does have that leadership capability that he, he makes other people better, but he also makes himself better based off the people on his team. And I really didn't think I was going to do any, any more beyond that. And then the response was amazing on that one. And people were, were, were sending me a lot of uh, messages and retweeting it and talking about just, you know, how much they liked it. And so that led me to, to do a Magneto buff before his actual buff in game. And then, you know, I looked at Daredevil Netflix. And at that time, I was starting to connect with... Uh, uh, other MCOC Gabe, uh, El Gaburino. Uh, I was starting to connect with uh, a lot of the people on Twitter because at that point I really hadn't been that active on Twitter. Um, and it really started to just kind of blossom from there. And so when it comes to what characters do I want to either A, buff or B, design, a lot of it came from... So... I think seeing kind of what the community was interested in kind of drove what I was doing. There was other buffs that I did that, that were based off of polls or there were some that just came to me. There's, there's a question here from Deacon, you know, how long and how much planning do you put into each buff? Sometimes it can be a week. Uh, I just posted one earlier this week for Captain America, World War II. And was that? Marcus, you got to mute, my buddy. Yeah, come on, Marcus. Ruining the stream, man. What are you doing? <laughs> so, so there was a there was a um, 
All right, you can just mute. I'm gonna have to mute Marcus. Uh, will someone let yeah. Marcus know? Come on, Marcus. <laughs> I tell you what. No, the, so the the Captain America World War II. I was laughing with Gabe on this one. Um, you know, I'd seen the the buff ideas that had come out uh, from a few members of the society for Captain America World War II, and I was like, hey, look, I'm the Captain America guy. Let me let me try something. And so within maybe an hour and a half, I'd come up with the idea, put together the graphic, and posted it on Twitter. So it can it can vary quite a bit. Um, to Deacon's question in the chat, <laughs> uh, my spiral and mystique ones are still in their planning stages because they're they're very complex characters. Um, I, I think for both of those, um, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, especially Mystique. And, and I have some good ideas for Mystique and gotten some feedback from uh, Kabam VK on that one. And my spiral idea I got, that was my first interaction with Kabam John, was he actually took my rough notes of what I was thinking of for spiral and gave me balanced designer feedback on it of, of what they would do if somebody was bringing that idea to the team. And hey, we want to we wanna go ahead and this is a good idea. Let's let's look at where this may be too OP or too under OP, or let's focus the kid a little bit more. And so, you know, John gave uh, some really good feedback on that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's that's really awesome. And Gabam have, I mean, Gabe has talked about that. They've think if they think they've tried animations for Spiral in contest. I know I see Corey Guns tweet at Kabam Gabe like, "Yo, when Spiral coming? When when she coming, dude?" And uh, he's talked about like, "Hey, you know, her animations are." You know, she's got six arms, you know, they're, they're going everywhere. So, you know, you got to animate that. So they have issues with that. And so, and they talked about Mojo, how he was hard to animate back in the day. So I think Spiral is definitely, um, I think she's, uh, she's on your, your list of, uh, T's champions, if, that, if I'm correct. Or not, sorry, not T's champions, but your, your gym grid. Yeah. The gym grid, the, the MCOC 15, which is, which is interesting. The MCOC 15, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, she's, she's on the gym grid. And, you know, Gabe has come back and said, you know, doing the, the design work for having six arms plus obviously two legs and she flies and, you know, everything that, that would be involved with her kit. That's a that's a lot of technical planning for that one. But then when you release characters such as Dr. Octopus and you release characters yeah. such as Mojo, which have multiple appendages, which I'm not a designer. I'm not, you know, a technical um person by any means to be able to look at it and go okay the rigging for a mojo style character or the rigging for a dr octopus character is different than the rigging that would be for someone like spiral i can't speak to that but yeah. we have seen them do multiple things i mean if you remember back early in the contest one of the hardest things for them was Rocket because of how small he was yeah. and the hitboxes would work for that. And they overcame that with, uh, with you know, advances in their own technology. So I, I think eventually, will Spiral join? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see any reason why. You've got Mojo, you've got Longshot. I don't see any reason why you're not going to eventually get a Spiral and a Shatterstar into the game. They just coincide so well. Yeah, we... Um... With- 
Was it, uh, what was the, I, I, another Marvel game just had Shatterstar and Mojo added to the game. So, you know, we've had these similar events in other video, uh, in other Marvel games. Of course, we're going to see them with the contest, especially with Mojo and the Mojo, the Mojoverse, Mojo World. Like, of course, it's going to come to the game. Yeah, you know, I, I think it would. And I think it's, you know, as they've, as they've said, you know, one of the things that that's big for them is... You know, early in the game, they didn't have the technology that they have now, and they released a lot of characters, and they really couldn't do with those early characters what they can do with characters now, whether it's from abilities or from animations, which is why you saw a lot of duplicate animations. So I think as the technology improves and the resources are available, you're going to see more interesting characters, as Gabe said back on on Deacon and the rest of the UMCOC podcast, when when actual MCOC Gabe was on there, you know, one of the things they do want to do is go back and UMCOC remove a lot podcast. of those duplicate animations that you see, whether it's the the Cyclops and the Daredevils and you know multiple characters doing the same heavy attacks. Um, if you've noticed now with all the new characters that are coming out, they all have individual animations. There are no repeat animations for any characters that are coming out. Yeah, no, I, I 100% get what you're saying. Um, I was, uh, yeah, you were talking about how, you know, it, they've uh, they've increased. I, I've talked about it before, and I think even Froji was talking about it, how, you know, you look at Ghost Rider and his fire animations, and then you look at the Human Torch, and you look at Namor, you know, these were new animations they never did before, and they've talked about how, um, I think even, what was it, it was... Um, it was Dorky Diggity Dave. He talked about how like Mystique and um, Sandman and Quicksilver, they just they can't really they, they don't fit well in the game right now because it's it hard to, it's hard for the engine to handle their animations, and we know that their the engine in the game does get updated. So even though those characters they can't make them like they couldn't make them a year ago, two years ago, or, or and now you know they're only they're only increasing the animations. I mean, you look at all the recent new characters and they're so much bright and uh, especially yeah. Jubilee mode or uh, not Mojo, um, psycho man who obviously cost them issues. So it's, it's going to be interesting how could Bam move on. So what's interesting about that is I think Kabam does a lot of, of animation tuning in the background that we don't necessarily see in the, uh, you know, monthly release note. So, you know, do you remember the Void controversy when Void now all of a sudden had the white sparkles on his chest that he didn't have when it first came out? Um, that was a that was a big thing. People were up in arms about the fact that Void now had this like white sparkly um, star on the middle of his chest. But in addition, we went from one month to another, and all of a sudden, Dormammu's flame effects like a hundred percent better it was hmm. it was so interesting that you know there was nothing in the the patch notes talking about updated animations but like you're talking about in the back end they're updating their software they're updating their technology technology moves so quickly now they were able to update just the animations and the look of the characters even without maybe buffing the abilities of the character but at least the look of the characters. Huh. Yeah, I, I never noticed that with Dormammu. That's that's pretty interesting. 
Oh, I, po- I posted that into my uh, <laughs> into my alliance. I posted that, and I was like, "Have you guys noticed Dormammu's animations? His his flame effects are so much cleaner and more fluid." Huh. Yeah, I don't I don't use Dormammu. He's kind of outdated for for my team. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I noticed that. I, I think I was fighting him in an EQ, and I was like, "Wow, he looks okay. better." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's cool. Um, yeah, uh, I mean Hood's Hood got a bu- Hood's getting a buff, um, which obviously we have some controversy about. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you because you you are the buff man. So, <laughs> um, how does it feel that they're taking these characters and they're buffing them, but they're also taking away of abilities that they had previously? Instead of just adding on to them, they take away some abilities. So obviously with Hood, he takes he got Fate Steel taken away. Uh, I think Gale Jacket had some. A little bit of utility taken away, not too much, but not as bad as Hood. Like Hood, people loved Hood, or some people did. I'm not sure everyone did, but some people loved Hood, and now he seems like his damage output's amazing, but uh, he's kind of missing something that everyone loves. A good question. So, if you if you listen to or if you talk to anybody that's in my alliance, uh, you know Professor Puck's in here, K Skills is in here. Um, I'm. I, I, I'm always on the the side for the most part of the okay let's look at this from a positive standpoint um, one of the things that I think about when we think about the meta of the game and how the meta has changed you know year over year and just you know the focus the nodes the type of content that we are facing whether it's Cavalier or it's in game content you know things change and so while we may look at the hood buff nerf whatever as being a good or bad thing depending on your familiarity with the character we don't know if they are specifically planning for something that may be coming that now all of a sudden hood may be great um i I can tell you i was frustrated uh yeah and that you know this that previous comment is me trying to look at this as like okay maybe they know what they're doing and they're planning for something and now hood you know Three months from now, there's going to be videos popping up on YouTube all the time of uh, people saying, <laughs> you know, hey, Hood is amazing for this content, and, you know, he wouldn't have been before. I, I can't really picture what that might be, but as somebody who ranked Hood to rank four the day before they announced the <laughs> buff, I'm a little salty about it because I could have taken up Dragon Man. And I would have been happier, uh, but seeing everything from Cat Murdoch and you know the, her, you know everything that she uh, she showcases on on um, Twitter, it I went with with the hood because of his fate seal, because of certain mechanics that he has that no other champion has. I say has because as of Monday he won't have them anymore. So <laughs> what's going to happen? Is he ending up, is the buff going to end up translating to be something amazing later on? Who knows? But right now in the face value of it, and this is where I wish we'd have a little bit more transparency from Kabam. Uh, you know, hey, we want champion buffs. If you're going to do a value update or you're going to do a moderate update, you know, that's great. But why take away key components of a champion's kit 
as opposed to I, I've never heard anybody say anything about Hood under the other than he has low damage output. So then why would you change his entire kit just to give him damage output? Nobody ever complained about his kit. He had an amazing, unique kit. So I don't know. Yeah, def- I definitely yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying. Um and I was thinking like, yeah, if they're gonna take away this opponent, they're either gonna add it back to him or give it to another character that's not in the game. And maybe that's why they're being silent. Like, hey, you know, we're going to take away this from Hood, but we're going to give you all this damage, and then we're going to put that utility in someone else. But but if, we, if they put that into a new character, think about it this way. You've already invested. If, if they put it into an existing character that they're going to buff, that people may already have, that's great. If they put it into a new character that people don't have, and say, hey, we know how much you wanted fate seal and the hexes and you know all this this you know the ability accuracy reduction that that hood had we're gonna put it into pick your mystic character that's not in the game mordred we'll just say mordred right so we pick mordred he's gonna have everything that the hood had but he's a new character so now you have to spend to get him you have to wait to get him then you have to rank him up again where you may have already had hood that was already ranked up so I don't think that that is a satisfying answer. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, hey, we we know how much you like this. Here's this new character come. Once you spend your units, spend your hard-earned cash, try to get the character, and then spend all the resources to rank him up. When you already had Hood ranked up, and we took that ability away from him. So I'm hoping with all of the CCP CCP folks that are providing their feedback to Kabam that Kabam makes a change again for yeah. hood and brings him back yeah um, i don't necessarily think that we need rank down tickets what i would like to see is more don't rank him down just fix what didn't need to be fixed <laughs> and no moose nothing's that easy with command come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah ccp is not quiet yeah, I definitely, uh, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think they're gonna do something with them for sure. I'm excited yeah, to know, see. And, and I talked, I talked with Cat uh, privately on this one. I'm not CCP, so I can't see anything that's going on with that. But I talked with Cat privately about this one, and you know, one of the things we have to to remember is all of this information dropped publicly Friday afternoon. As with most of us, we don't work on the weekends. So we're probably not going to hear any responses back over the weekend. Right. So Ace goes as long as they're fried or mashed. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I, I don't think that we're going to have a fix in place by Monday. I just don't see it. There's there's changes in development work that might have to happen. If they are going to do anything, it's going to take a little bit of time. And uh, I would say, you know, once... Once people actually get their hands on on the hood, they'll do some testing. There'll be videos, and and we'll see if everything on paper translates better when it's actually in-game footage. But um, just removing such a big aspect of a character's um, kit just doesn't make sense to me. It's a it's a conversation that we had with um, uh, Wade Thrillson on on Twitter. Um, you know, it's like 
if they removed Taskmaster. He's he he is to Taskmaster what um, Cat is to Hood. And so if they removed his ability to reduce debuffs every time they're placed on him and they removed his ability accuracy reduction, but they gave him more damage, would he be happy with that? And he agreed, no, on paper, he would not be happy with that. So um, I think there's a lot of people. He's He may not be the most widely used mystic character out there, but there's definitely a following for the hood. And I think those that have found his utility extremely useful have not been happy with the not the proposed changes the actual changes that are coming to the hood because it does change his uniqueness yeah i, I definitely agree um i wasn't someone who ever used him before and so i'm like I'm, I'm excited for his buff but i've honestly never used that utility before so i'm not i'm not missing anything because i never i never used it to begin with but like, like you said you know so many people have used that ability and for him to not have it um I have a question for you. Who do you so if he's not if he does if they just leave Hood how he is, who do you think should get that ability? Just just like not like just think of a character who you think should have his have a part of that utility. Maybe they want to create a new version to do what Hood did, but kinda of differently. Kinda of do the same thing that Hood does, but even better. So you're talking about a new character. No, like Somebody, a probably like a buff, because we do have a lot of mystics that are kind of um buff. Okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, honestly, well, if we were if if we were really thinking about you know a character that's it's Doctor Strange should really have a fate sale capabilities. Um, his his kit pre twelve was amazing just from his different stances that he has. His counter spell is really good. You can you can obviously create additional damage if you pair him with uh, Captain America Infinity War and Symbiote Supreme and I think Mephisto as well too so there's you know different ways he can ramp him up but now all of a sudden you're filling all the spots but if they were to take that away and they were added to an existing character um, I could absolutely see Doctor Strange getting some sort of Fate Seal capability and he should absolutely have an ability accuracy reduction Dude, yeah, man. That's definitely some cool stuff. I feel like Doctor yeah. Strange should be, honestly, the most bonkers mystic in the game just because, like, just how much he can do. Like, he's never... He's got so many different spells and whatnot, and Fate Still should definitely be one of them. Um, and I see uh, you guys are bringing up WandaVision as well. We do have... Um, we do have a Scarlet Witch sigil, or, or sigil is what the what the file that was leaked was saying, a Scarlet Witch sigil, who's not playable in the game, who obviously hasn't ever been released since WandaVision came out, which is kind of weird. We have this character, um, and she's not the first character to not be released, but she's one of the newest characters to not be released in years. And maybe maybe this ability is going to her. I mean, it's kind of interesting why we don't have this character, and we're, well, what, next week is the finale. So it's very, very interesting. Well, and and I want to I wanna be very careful for people that haven't seen it. I'm, I'm caught up, and I have my theories on... on who that empty spot may be in the uh, uh, state of the Battle Realm map and had some conversations with some society folks and 
I know Slayer doesn't agree with me and people think that other people may be there, but the new Scarlet Witch's ability is already set in game. You could see them when you played her and she does not have Hood's ability. Um, are there additional characters that could come into the game that could maybe have it? I've, I'm seeing, you know, people in here saying Agatha. Um, there, there's so many great mystics that are out there that you could you could really look at. Ancient One would have a, I think, if if the Ancient One ever joined the uh, the game, uh, he or she, depending on which version they bring into the game, would be a prime candidate for having a Fate Seal type uh, ability. Yeah, I guess Mordo as well, too. I mean, if he's going to increase his power and go around killing other Mystic users, you know, maybe he would... <laughs> honestly, he is, he is sealing their fate by murdering them. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and, you know, he, he has his own... I think people underestimate Mordo's SP2 as opposed to Dr. Voodoo's SP1. Um, whereas, you know, Dr. Voodoo's SP1 relies that the, the opponent has to be uh, vulnerable to poison, whereas Mordo's SP two doesn't. Um, so if you if you throw that and they've got buffs on them, then they start taking direct damage off of that. But um, <laughs> Mordo's too OP, nerf him. <laughs> nice eggs, Benedict. I like reading some of these comments. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there because I would like to talk about this one later. Um, when the guys from my alliance um, talked about alliances feeling burnt out, so I definitely want to touch on that. Oh yeah, um, sure, man. You can talk about it now if you want. Just I'll get. Yeah, you know, you know, I see this quite a bit, and so it's it, it's an ebb and flow, right? Um, and I've I've even had times where you know sometimes I kind of feel burnt out you know I'm a I'm a leader of an alliance I've been in the same alliance since a month after I started the game um, uh, it was actually my brother's alliance when he retired from the game I took over the alliance and you know we we go through it we see it all the time we we, we want people to understand that you know it's a game it's 100% a game your real life matters more than anything but at the same time, if you're going to be part of an alliance, an alliance has required rules or required um, uh, metrics that you need to meet. Whether it's you know joining AQ at least twice a you know a, a series or uh, joining AW, whatever it may be, that's fine. You kind of agree to that when you join an alliance. But even the most long term, the most avid players they'll go through a burnout and i think a lot of that becomes aq runs for five days it's off for three days it's on for five days it's on you know it's 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 this repetitive thing to almost it's like are we really starting aq again did we just end that yesterday and you realize okay it's been three days it just it feels like you're always in aq you're always in aw um and i know there are alliances that look at it and go okay well, we're not going to run AW, we're going to be an AQ focused alliance, or we're not going to do AQ, we're going to be an AW focused alliance. And then there are some that, you know, if you're in this alliance, you will run AQ every single day. You're assigned to a BG, you're assigned to a path. That's your path. You have no excuse. You have to join that. Same thing with AW. And so it can, it really can lead to this kind of 
burnout of playing the same modes repetitively over and over and over. And I get it. AQ has some of the best rewards if you want to advance your your roster. Um, AW, as you start getting into uh, you know some of the higher tiers, lots of great shards and lots of great benefits from it. But I think the frequency of it can quickly lead to long-term players being burnt out. And so then they, they run into this dilemma, right? Of I can join every time and every single time that I join, I'm going to get more and more burnt out, more and more frustrated with the game because I feel like I'm logging in because I have to, not because I want to. I think if they were able to find a way to maybe decrease the amount or the recurrence of AQ and AW, but increase the rewards, I think that would lead to more individual satisfaction so that you don't have people that... <laughs> if you follow Frontline MCOC on, on uh, Twitter... He posted something recently for this month, and he's like, here's the six times over the next month that you'll have full roster availability. Six times. That's it. So I think if you can decrease the recurrence of AW and AQ, increase the rewards, have more changes, not just to the nodes, but to the maps and to the opponents that you're fighting in AQ, I think you can... Um, decrease the burnout that maybe people feel um i think other things they need to look at i know that they are from the dev maps is different aq modes um <laughs> office game um if we can look at you know different aq modes or you know different gameplays that they have um and i know there's been a lot of people on twitter myself included that have put together different ideas for what AQ modes could be that, that maybe could change it up. So people aren't getting burnt out. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be president. Um, too many skeletons. Um, but I really, I, I, I just think that it's the same thing over and over and over when it comes to AQ and AW. So, Think about your own individual progression. Think about an EQ. At the beginning of the month, if you're like me, you're excited. It's a new EQ. You want to jump in there. You want to go through and, and tackle the content. Now, as we're coming towards the end of the month, you're like, oh, I've got to go in and complete this content. I'm tired of it by now. Um, <laughs> so I think if we can find a way to, to reduce the redundancy of a lot of the alliance modes, make them a little bit more exciting. I think that would decrease the burnout that a lot of people feel. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree, man. <laughs> yeah, AQ and yeah. AW does let's burnout. Um, Char, who's in my chat, he was saying maybe just lower the people in the alliances, but even then, that's you know, because it is hard to get thirty people to do everything 
to do that but even then like it's still boring like you're still not doing anything you're doing the same old thing and so adding like i was thinking like they could always you know you have aq you know you're fighting like you're doing the same thing over and over again but there's a way for for you to do to like add a story mode add certain new things like have some awesome entertaining content right there that they're just super missing out on (laughs) yeah you know i'm seeing i see gabe in there and he's he's talking about alliance incursions and um, I had actually come up with a, a game mode for Alliance, and it was Alliance. Um, oh, the name is escaping me now. Maybe somebody will remember this, but it was essentially an incursion style Alliance mode that took the idea of bases, allowed you as an Alliance to place and create your own kind of incursions map that had ten rooms, um, and then you could have you know two or three people that attack this base or whatever campaigns it was alliance campaigns was the name uh, and so you it, it, it literally was an incursions for an alliance um you could only do one per day um you could do it with you know multiple people on your alliance and you were raiding another team and forge was created as an npc player um Ooh, that's cool yeah and he would create different gear to help you oh. uh, go through everything so uh, uh, yes, thank you, Gabe. Um, but I, you know, it's that it's that idea of different alliance-based events, and maybe you decrease the redundancy or the repetitiveness of AW and AQ, but you have more varied content for people to play. Because I think that's what everybody wants, right? So you know, here it is, the end of the month. I've still got, I think I've got. One more chapter in Cavalier. I've completed Uncollected. I've got all the other chapters at least completed, but I haven't explored them. But now I'm going through Variant because to me, Variant is the better uh, reward structure. And I'm just kind of bored with fighting the same champs over and over in four different uh, uh, levels in EQ. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, I, I think I think if they start looking at things like raids, which is one something that they were were talking about, um, and some of these other alliance events, it's great to hear what they're thinking. But in the meantime, as we wait for them to actually roll them out, whether it's strikers or raids, or you know, all of us fighting Galactus as <laughs> the entire summoner base, whatever it may be, right? Um, <laughs> we're we we kind of get bored with the same repetitive motions every single time. So my Alliance, um, you know, we, we tried to curb this a long time ago. We do two BGs for both AQ and AW, but we've got 30 members. Um, so AQ is map five. We have assigned people there uh, for BG2. The other 20 members can rotate in and out of there um, just so that they can take time off whenever they want but the aq map five people have committed to running that one every single time uh when it comes to aw we have 15 people assigned to each bg and i just asked they get a minimum of six people in or uh six wars in per season we always take at least one week off in the off season so we try to combat that burnt out feeling that people get but it still happens yeah so I don't know, Xander, but that would be really cool. 
I'd like an Avengers in-game final battle event. I think the closest thing that we got was, uh, oh, and this brings up something else I want to talk about, um, was the the Infinity Gauntlet Thanos that we had to fight. I remember him. <laughs> okay, so, so what I think that Marvel Champions really needs to do moving forward, I love this idea of, you know, you've got your quest. I don't mind if there's multiple paths, but that final boss should be a one-time fight no one else just like that that infinity gauntlet thanos i love that idea that you know you maybe spent what was it six energy to get to him you fought him if you lost if you didn't want to revive you could get out and come back again you had to beat him to get the completion of the exploration rewards rewards but having a boss fight for the eq I thought was an amazing thing. And I was really hoping that that's something that we would see moving forward, that they would do every single month. But they didn't. That's the only time that we've had a one quest, one path, single encounter boss fight in the entire history of the game that I can remember. And I remember I loved it. And I wish that they would do more of that. And that's um, that's what like what two or three years ago. So it's kind of forgotten now, and not no one really brings that event up. And like you said, man, that's that's so awesome. I would love to see it return as well. Yeah. So okay, who who was this, uh, Mr. King? I gotta address this one because uh, Slayer and I have both had different ideas on this one. And you know, Slayer wants to jump in chat and explain his idea. He absolutely can. But I'll I'll uh, I'll explain kind of my idea of. Uh, a Galactus battle fight. So I, I I think this was a non-sleep induced just random idea that popped into my head of how would you battle Galactus? And I looked at it as kind of a um, like a boss rush type of thing. And so every single fight that you fight, you're fighting one of his heralds. Uh, or all of the heralds. So Silver Surfer, Herak, Airwalker, Cosmic Ghost Rider, whoever the next Herald is that's going to come into the game. So you've got, you know, all these different Heralds that you're having to fight. There's specific Galactus buffs that they have been given. But the background is not Surtur. It's not, you know, Doctor Strange's environment. It's not Wakanda. It's not Avengers headquarters. It's Galactus. Galactus is in the background. You're in space and you're fighting as Heralds. And randomly throughout the fight... Galactus will blast at you with a blast or whatever from the background. And if you don't dex it or dodge it properly, you're dead. You're done. You're gone. You're out. But, you know, (laughs) you know, this, so you think about it, it's the, you know, it's a December event. The final quest is five champions and it's all of his heralds. And every single time, Galactus is his background, and so you actually are fighting not only the Herald with a Galactus buff, but also you're fighting the background. And I thought it'd be a cool way to bring Galactus, otherwise... Oh, gosh, yes. Airwalker's SP3 is the best thing in the game to me. Oh, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But I thought this idea of what are you going to do? Are you going to shrink Galactus down? No. No. So, if you don't shrink him down... Then what are you going to do? You're going to punch his face the entire time, and he's just you know his face is going to be on one side of the screen. Um, 
I just don't think, based off of the way that they have set up the mechanics of the game, that Galactus could be a traditional character that you would fight. Now, maybe they're going to introduce something later on. But I really, really like the idea of now the background and the environment is Galactus interacting with you while you fight his heralds. Yeah, uh, that that's very interesting. Um, I I can see that. You know, we were you were talking. We brought up Marvel vs. Cal, uh, Capcom three, and in that you fight his heralds, who are um, they, they turn they look like Silver Surfer, but basically whatever character you are, you're like bathed in that Silver Surfer thing. And then once you fight the heralds, you fight Galactus, and he's a big old head. Like you you don't actually you you don't really you fight that version. Like you fight you don't fight a smaller version of him. You fight him as big as he is. And I think Contest can do something like that. Um and and then like, like they can balance like oh you're fighting with the ultimate nullifier. That's how you're gonna defeat Galactus or something like that. Um I don't think it'll be straight up. You know whoever character you're playing can just go against a this version of Gal go against Galactus. Yes. Yeah, so so I actually put um. Uh, something into the chat about that. I don't know why it still says that that was my alliance, but this was something I shared on Twitter, and it was kind of that that breakdown of what I just described of, you know, how could you do a Galactus fight in the constraints of a Marvel Contest of Champions fighting game, right? Um, so you know, we'll we'll, we'll have to see what they end up doing i i think we can look at the map and see that galactus is coming but how are they going to introduce him is it going to be an actual we fight him is it is it something that they're designing raids for that you know maybe there's a new play style that we just don't know about yet um but i think if we can if we can look to the comics beating Galactus has not always been the way to save the planet. I think there's been, you know, other ways that that comics have shown that you know a planet is saved. Uh, and I think it can be as simple as something. If you know you can beat my heralds, I'll leave the battle realm alone. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because Reed Richards wants Galactus to set everyone free. He thinks that only only Galactus can set everyone free from the battle realm. So it's it's going to be interesting how, like we want we want I think Galactus is gonna if he eats Battle Realm, which kind of seems like the heart of um, the Battle World is the heart of the Battle Realm. If, if anyone doesn't know that, yeah. Well, I, what I what I think needs to happen though is there needs to be an Easter egg that if you take Squirrel Girl into <laughs> the fight, oh then you automatically win and Galactus leaves. I think that is so dumb. <laughs> I but we're them. not we're not told why. We're only told that you know Squirrel Girl talked him out of it and he left. <laughs> and if you know anything about the comics, you'll understand that one. So, yeah, and Marcus, that that's kind of what I'm saying. I don't see us fighting Galactus physically, but I could see him influencing the fight. I could also see, like I I I got this idea. I think when I was fighting one of the Surtur ones, and you see Surtur's head just kind of popping up in the background. I'm like. God, can you imagine how bad it would be if all of a sudden he just, you know, shot a blast at me while I'm fighting? So, you know, I'm trying to throw a combo and all of a sudden his light, his eyes light up and he shoots a blast at me and I've got a dex now and that's going to mess up the fight. And that kind of sparked the idea of, you know, Galactus being in the background. He's watching the fight, but occasionally he 
tries to blast you or he tries to do something to you. So, yeah, um, yeah, you're saying this idea. It, it, it didn't necessarily happen the same way, but in Mortal Kombat, they have these modifiers where, like, I think it's not. It doesn't happen. I think it's like you can set these modifiers for like certain events in MKX in 11 and so you'll have like Shao Kahn in the background and he of course has a hammer that he can like teleport at you and so if he's in the back he'll be in the background he'll like throw his hammer at you and it'll hit you if you don't dodge it so I think contest can totally do that um I think we missed an opportunity as well you were talking about how Galactus uh, can also be in the background and influence I think that's like a great idea and we can even see that more like you said Surtur um we do have a throne room we have like that throne in the, Gal- the Galactorium which is a uh, it's the throne that the was once the collectors now it's Karina's, but um there's definitely these areas that we could see come to the contest and obviously you can just explain it like it's a unique fight with that buff you know so i, I would love so, to see it so interesting that you bring up the collector's uh um throne room or whatever uh this was something that i had not noticed but i know a lot of other summoners did and it wasn't until i was listening to the umcoc podcast with gabe on it that after the collector was the fight in 5.2.6 and people beat him yeah the collector is no longer in the background anymore mm-hmm. he used to be in the background but in, once he was beat he was removed from the background so I'm, I'm curious if if sometime in the future we may see Karina there or we may see somebody else um, and speaking backgrounds I don't know if anybody saw this but, but official Gabe did announce that there is a Oh, she was on the motion comic. Awesome. Yeah, I just had a picture uh, of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabe did announce that there is a new arena or background um, that's being developed, and it's a fan favorite one. So um, hopefully we'll see a new one soon. I would I would like to see the searcher one go away. What? Uh, I There's so many characters that I hate fighting in the searcher... Uh, background. If you're fighting Void, forget it. You're done. You have to guess where he is. It's it's horrible. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, I'd love to see. I'd love to see. You know, the Danger Room, or you know, one of my one of my absolute favorites that that I think would be really cool would be the Waterfall um, Fight Arena from Black Panther. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, here's a picture of it looks like Krakoa if you know anything about the um, so that's something that's a it seems weird that Frazera would tease like show a picture of of an eye of the 3D model and just not say anything about it and that's why everyone loves the X-Men comics right now and so a lot of people (laughs) have the idea that Krakoa is coming that's what I think it is but of course you know when you say fan favorite you know, like you said, you know the Wakandan, the Wakandan waterfall is such a cool scene of Black Panther. I, I absolutely love yeah. um, that fight. You know, you know, but would would Krakoa as a background differ visually so significantly from, say, Sentinel Island? Oh, um, I, I mean, it can. I I was thinking as well as that he so Frazera was like showcasing these eyes leading up to the release of um the release of Marvel Realm of Champions and so this could yep. Kokoa could also be for Realm of Champions as well and we know with there have been leaks of certain mutant characters coming to um Realm so that that's yeah. something as well well what, one thing that we always uh joke about in the the society chat is 
Gabe loves to toy with us on Twitter. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> about Gabe. I mean, we've we've seen what looks like a Doctor Doom guillotine variant drawing that he's done. We've seen a Beta Ray Bill drawing that he's done. We've seen uh, a drawing of Rampage that he did, but I think that was more uh, based off Deacon and, and other MCOC Gabe's uh, original tournament. But yep. uh, he drew a giraffe man one time and posted it. So, you know, I think we we all try to look into, uh, yeah, <laughs> we all try to look into, okay, is what he's posting just like, hey, I did a doodle, or hey, guess what? Six months from now, Beta Ray Bill is going to be in the game. So, oh, no. I, I have something. So, this is, uh, I've talked about this before on X Native Views. I have cataloged all of Kabam Gabe's tweets. Uh, only El Gabarino and um, Turkey Chief have this list. I cataloged all his tweets and almost all the teases Kabam have ever made to a character not in the game. And so, I've also cataloged who has been teased and who joined the game. So, it's very interesting, like, when you talk about. If he messes, if he's messing with us, or he's actually giving us a tease, because um, it, it's not all cut in stone. Like what he what he means, because he does like tease a character. Like he says, Mojo's not coming to the game, and then like a little bit after he says that, Mojo comes to the game. So it, it's just interesting, and I just thought yeah. that well, uh, I'll release that pretty soon with uh, El Gabriel. We've got something cool planned with that. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, and, and I love the fact that you know Gabe and and you know Mike and uh, Sassy and. Uh, John and you know a few others from Kabam are, are very engaged with the, uh, the community, especially on Twitter. Um, you know, a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, I, I posted. You mentioned the gym grid, and it was, you know, a a list of ninety characters. I think it was. I don't remember exactly what, but it was a it was a you know just a nice grid of characters that you know I personally wished would come to the game. And on the very same day, Gabe responded back. He's like, oh, interesting list. We have about 12 to 15 of those that are, you know, in in the works right now. Fast forward to March with the releases that are coming up in March. Uh, we've now hit 14 characters uh, in that year. Now, he mentioned we had, you know, that, that many over the next two years. But we've already hit 14. So... Curious to see how many uh, more of those may come up. Yep, there it is. That's uh, the February one. You know, uh, Odin. Uh, Odin hasn't been checked off on that one. I can't remember if I put Mangog on that one or not. I can't remember. I, I don't see him on there. But don't think so. Odin, yeah, Odin's definitely on there. Um, I know Professor Puck really wants Puck to come to the game, but <laughs> uh, they don't do well with small characters. I, I will say, if, if I could. There's, there's a lot of characters, and I always go back and forth. It depends on my day. Just looking at this, you know, I think a character like a Gladiator or a Shadow King, I think they would be amazing adds to the game with new mechanics, especially looking at how they did Professor X. Being yeah. able to do Shadow Realm with Shadow King or to have a, a confidence-based mechanic that gladiator has and i'm going to talk about the gladiator in the game but the the shiar uh gladiator i think that would be uh interesting blue marvel would be another great one and there's you know lots of talk that he's being teased in the wandavision um tv show which i think would be really cool if they could bring him to the mcu but, yeah. yeah 
you talking about the gym yeah. grid and you're talking about the Shadow King and Professor and Professor X, man. You know who you didn't put on the gym grid? Who? Legion. Okay, and so there's a reason why I didn't put Legion into the gym grid. Not because I don't like Legion, but when I think about Legion and how did you know, you notice I put Mystique on there. Right. Mystique is really if anyone's seen my idea for Mystique, she doesn't copy people's abilities, but she can copy their physical appearance. Yeah, their DNA. Uh, except for, you know, special attacks. She reverts back during special attacks. Well, one of the things that I thought was kind of cool about the idea that I came up with Mystique was that she could, depending on, so think of it as a pre-fight ability, right? And you, before you start the game, you say, I'm going to pick Sentinel, I'm going to pick Captain America Infinity War, and I'm going to pick somebody else, right? Well, now, when you go into the pre-flight screen for her to go into that fight, she now matches that champion's tags. So, if you needed a villain, or if you needed a uh, XL champion, or you needed a science champion to go through a certain path, um, you could do that. Now they had to be at, you know, either the same level or below for what your champion was. She also would provide the same synergies that that character would. So she'd be kind of like a, an extra synergy spot. Like super scroll. Kind of. Yeah. Like, like the fantastic four. So, you know, I looked at it more of a, she's pretending to be this character so she can mimic their attributes, but she can't mimic their powers. So that's why her special attacks, she'd always revert back to, herself for the special attacks uh, but I thought that was kind of an interesting way to look at different mechanics in the game and how Mystique could be used. Now Legion and Deacon, you, you said it perfectly in the chat here this is a dude that has a hundred different personalities and each personality oh, way more than that, man. <laughs> oh yeah, okay <laughs> so many different personalities but okay, let's, let's think about the programming uh of having only a hundred personalities and each personality has its own power set. How do you bring that to the game? So like I okay, I know right, he's got thousands of personalities, thousands of different powers. Um something that me and Turkey everything is like it, he has different comic lines where in the beginning he only had three powers and then like 20 years later he had like six personalities he escaped his head like escaped his mind and became tangible in the real world so I think you'd have to limit his powers because really Caban could have so much fun with Legion like you, you don't have to give him thousands of powers hundreds of powers I think you can just give him 10 to 20 different powers and either have it random because in the comics he has he has issues with identity because he has so many identities inside of him and they all make him but as he's grown up he's kind of been able to commune with his other identities and keep his own identity um, so it's it's come to him that he can choose which power he brings out um, and so I think having someone like you said with Missy who can choose to bring out which character she copies he can choose to bring out what power he does and how he does it and so I think obviously you're going to limit him because I definitely think he's the most powerful mutant of all time I don't think like, I, I know yeah, a lot of people will disagree with me but um, I definitely think he's the most powerful mutant of all time and I love him and um, yeah having him being able to choose what he wants and they could go the random route as well I don't think it'd be that cool if he didn't want the random right but they could go with random powers um, and that's fine but him it being able to choose what you do how you do your fight and being the, the most psych like one, one of like 
what Phoenix should be, like that much psychic and psionic energy. Like it's just they could do so many cool stuff with him. Um but I just thought it's funny. Like you put Hobgoblin on the gym grid but not Legion and you put Shadow King, I'm like, Oh man. I was I was looking through the list look, looking for Legion. But it's all good. Well, you know, you know and, I, and I, I almost have to wonder I don't wanna say that they're gun shy, right? But we look at characters like Phoenix or let's look at a more recent example. Let's look at Nova, right? Yeah. Nova's a character that everybody wanted. They had this idea of what his power set may be and you know how good he may be in the game. And then he was very much a letdown. So if you bring Legion into the game and you limit what he can do, is that going to make the true comic fans happy? He's still a banger of a champ. I, I think you're going to make a lot of people happy, but I think there's going to be a lot of people. It's kind of like Franklin Richards. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like Scarlet Witch, you, you look at her. Like she's, I mean, she's one of the only Chaos Magic users in the comics. She can reality warp on the same, like almost as big as Legion on a universal scale, and she, everyone loves her in the game. And I don't know about, you know, we don't have the newer, the newer one playable, but she's fine in the game. And obviously with Nova being disappointed, but Legion doesn't have like a legion of fans. <laughs> um, he has been teased in the Days of Future Past yeah. um, with when Bishop came to the game, uh, but so did yeah. Mimic and, and uh, Mimic and Armor, um, and those characters didn't come to the game. So you know, I, th I definitely think they can do it, and I, I would be okay. I just you know, I don't think he should be the best character in the game. I mean, I would love for him to be because I mean that'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> so, but they can definitely do some stuff, and I just obviously I don't want him to be a disappointment. As Nova, and I'm sure Nova will get just a tiny tune-up. I think he'll be fine, but you know, I was just yeah. I, I think too. I, I think you give Nova a value tune-up, and he's fine. His his kit's good. It's his rotation's a little crazy, but you give him a damage rotation, um, give him a, a value tune-up, and I think he'd be a lot better than he is. Um, I don't think you need to overhaul his abilities. Maybe maybe play around with his Nova charges and how those work. I think he's a solid champ as he is. He just he's just lacking. If you're thinking about cosmic champs to bring into the game, he's yeah. not the one that you, you, <laughs> you jump on. You go, yes, I'm gonna take Nova. <laughs> no one says that. Um, yeah. So no, it's it, it's interesting to see, and that's that's one of the things when I'm when I'm trying to come up with a champion kit or something like that. I I look at try to do a lot of research into what their abilities are how that could be translated to the game I'm limited by the fact that I don't have access to future content that Pam is trying to plan characters around I'm, yeah. I'm to the technology that they have so it really does become this kind of like wish list of, of things um, I think one of my favorites that I did um Besides uh, Groot, Groot, I think, to this day, still stands as my favorite uh, champion buff. But cool. I, I ended up doing a, a dual kit with um, El Gabarino. And so we both did a version of Baldwin. He did Speedball, and I did Penance. And I designed Penance as a science champion who his entire kit was to go against uh, 
mystics and his abilities were based off of mystics taking away his buffs that made him stronger because in the comics penance gets stronger as he gets hurt and that's you know kind of that uh, um, the idea of his armor his armor has all these different uh, spikes that impale him spikes yeah spikes inside that that you know hit him and puncture him which creates more and more energy for him and I, I really enjoyed doing that build one because I think that it was the most pure science champion that I've done but also to see what Gabe did with Speedball which was such a wild and out there build that I mean he, he wasn't just designing champion abilities he was designing new play styles he was really looking at it going okay Kabam's going to have to create new technology in order to put speedball into the game based off his power set. And I, I love the fact that he was able to look beyond the current technology of the game and, and really kind of go crazy with it. Yeah. My, my brother loves penance. Like he loves civil war, the comic and uh, penance. If you guys don't know, he well I know him from civil war where, uh, Stanford was blown up by Nitro, and for everyone who died, the 612 civilians, he has in his suit, he has 612 spikes that impale him. So, um, if Civil War does become a reoccurring theme in the contest, dude, it'd be a crime not to put Penance, who was in the comic books for Contest Champions, for anyone who doesn't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's so freaking cool. Yeah, and it's it's such a, I mean, you take this this. This goofy, happy-go-lucky, you know, characters bouncing around on these, you know, connect balls of energy, just you know, bouncing everywhere, and you turn him into this sadomasochistic character that's just like this complete 180 of a character psyche, and it was it, it's it was such a good character development. I, I really, I really liked it. Plus, I, I liked the ability of you know he he felt tortured he felt you know responsible for everything that happened in civil war and so um he took that as his penance obviously that's where his name comes from so um i see xander's got a question in here um who's my number one who would be my number one most favorite champion to come to the game if i could choose wow this goes back and forth um but if, if Kabam came to be today and they said, hey, Jim, we picked your name at random and we're going <laughs> to let you pick the champion that comes next month. You hear me talk about Shadow King. You hear me talk about Guardian. The character I would most love to see in the game, and sorry, everybody, it's another mutant. I grew up in the mutant community. It would be Onslaught. 100%. Very nice, man. I, I I would love to see Onslaught come to the game. Um, now that you've got Professor X in the game, and granted it's not the same Professor X that we saw as part of the, the original Onslaught. Um, you know, you've got Magneto, Magneto as a banger in the game now. To see somebody like Onslaught in the game, I think would be amazing if they did him right. Yeah, 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 Xander. So, 
um, I remember I remember I was reading comics at this time and, and the very initial comic where they introduced Onslaught was there were some champions that were in New York City and all of a sudden come flying out of the sky is Juggernaut. He comes landing in New York City and he mm-hmm. gets up and he's confused and he's like, what's going on? Where am I? And they're like, you're in New York. And he's like, what do you mean I'm New York? I was just in Canada. <laughs> Onslaught had knocked him from Canada to New York like he was nothing. So yeah, I think I think I think Onslaught, who is a psychic manifestation of both uh, Professor X and Magneto's psyches, um, I think he would be amazing in the game. I, I I think he could do really well. I'd love to see what they do, you know, with the the common ones like your your Sandman and and stuff like that. Um, I would say next besides Onslaught would be Adam Warlock. I'd love to see what they would do with Adam Warlock in the game. Oh yeah, dude. Oh man, yeah, Onslaught, dude, freaking cool. Um, there's a picture of Onslaught. If you guys, he just looks so cool. Yeah. You talk about one of the most powerful mutant, or I guess mutant manifestations, is definitely gonna be Onslaught. I mean, his power is just absolutely insane, and uh, he's from the '90s, which um, we just got '90s yeah. event. So if they continue this '90s event, <laughs> dude, Onslaught's definitely gonna be uh, amazing. Yeah, and you know, I, I saw that Deacon had to drop. Um... He probably could have uh, uh, talked to this. Maybe Marcus can or Turkey. Um, I think at one point they had an Onslaught rebirth or another version of Onslaught and it ended up being Red Skull. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, But I'm talking about the OG Onslaught that he, he was just... He was destroying everything. And another awesome character I think that'd be that'd be fun that most people may or may not know would be Spot. I think Spot would be so cool. He's <laughs> he's actually uh um scheduled to be in the, the next Spider Man animated movie, so not spawn, spot. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. Uh, I was watching, I was rewatching the Spider-Man animated series from the '90s, and uh, he had an episode, um, but that was pretty awesome. Um, uh, I, I forgot. I know, like he, so he he just creates spots that basically type into a dimension, and these can travel anywhere. He can have stuff travel through him. It's pretty cool. Like he's a, he's a cool guy, um, and yeah, he'd be pretty awesome to the game. Yeah, there's there's a very famous uh, picture of Spider-Man hitting him in the chest, and Spider-Man's own fist coming out of his face and hitting spot or hitting Spider-Man in the in the face. So like he went to hit Spot in the chest, he created this portal in his chest and opened it up in his in his face, and so Spider-Man's own fist punched him in his own face. So. Well, you hate um, yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it just kind of shows this this uh, kind of a unique play style that we could see there. You know, I could see someone like Shadowcat um, utilizing the root mechanic that we've seen because she does have that ability to face yeah. people into you know into the ground or into the wall. So yeah, there it is. Thank you, Mister <laughs> King. Uh, but you know, I could see I could see uh, Shadowcat really utilizing the root mechanic as part of her base kit. Which I think would be cool. So, yeah, um, I made me and Marcus made a uh, a fan build for Spider-Man to Wire, and we gave yeah. him a root mechanic where he can web the opponent, um, and that would root them for only like three seconds or so. But I thought it was something that we could. They, I think, them having incorporate. Like, I don't know if what they have planned yet because we have yet to see a character with the root mechanic or it return. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, if they if they ever decided to uh, buff OG Spider Man, you know, the, the idea of the webs is a is a really good idea for the root mechanic, I think. So. Yeah, I I agree 100. percent Me and Marcus are gonna have to come up with the Spider Man buff as well as the Spider Man 29 build. I'm excited for that. Oh, Gibbon. Yeah, there's some there's some some uh, interesting ones. I see Gibbon in here. Um, you know, I always thought Gideon was an interesting one. My favorite one from the original tournament uh, was Griffin, uh, who I thought would have been a real cool <coughs> excuse me addition to the game. So. I don't know those two characters. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I like. I'm. I'm a crazy super fan for contests, and I love. I read a lot of X Men comics, uh, but a lot of comics I didn't read. So it's always nice to look up characters. Yeah. So so Griffin is is this like lion, eagle, right? Yeah. Combination character, um, but Gideon. What most people don't understand is there was a there was a New Mutants comic that introduced. Uh, some obscure character's name is like Deadpool or something like that. Um, oh, some, yeah. Yeah, some other, uh, I think her name was Domino or something like that. But the highlight of that episode <laughs> or that issue was they introduced a character named Gideon and he was, uh, he was, amazing. oh, Gideon. Okay. I thought you said Gibbon. <laughs> no, Gibbon, Gibbon's one that Brendan said up there, but <laughs> okay, I know what Gideon is. Okay. I was... Yeah. Gideon and uh, Griffin are two that I think would be uh, unique adds to the game. And, you know, I know a lot of people go, well, you know, why would we get a, you know, Griffin to the game? I was like, dude, we got Dragon Man and we're getting Man Dog. <laughs> we could get a Griffin, okay? Or maybe we'll get a Gargoyle one day, so. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got Grey Gargoyle. Grey Gargoyle. Grey Gargoyle. Oh, my goodness. Turn people to stone. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what Medusa should be, uh, turn people's stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was thinking, my brother was talking to me today, he's been rewatching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and uh, Lash, who's an inhuman, he was talking about, like, mm -hmm. dude, Lash would be so cool, and he could have, like, specific abilities against inhumans. Uh, I just thought, I thought that'd be such a cool idea. And, you know, if they went with the comic look of Lash, that's such a, a, a cool look, although it's... It's very similar to um, Blackheart. Yeah, Blackheart. That's what I was trying to think of. Blackheart. Yeah, um, I could see them. They they definitely have to kind of maybe make his color scheme a lot lighter or whatever if they were ever going to bring Blackheart into the game. But uh, and I mean Lash make his his um, color scheme a little bit lighter, like a lighter gray. But um, yeah, those those tendrils or dreadlocks or whatever we want to. <laughs> call coming off the head yeah they're, they're, it's a very similar design philosophy between the two but uh i have a lot of faith there's there's i don't think any of us have ever looked at the art department of marvel champions and said man they need help there because their art's always on on point so. oh yeah especially with uh like with psycho man like like uh or oh, not his animation just his actual look um yeah. that's probably the best like i mean 
you know, Frazera was, you know, telling about his love for Kirby, how this is probably the best rendition of, of, of Kirby's character. I'm like, dude, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, dude, the con, like, even the contest originals, Aegon, Guillotine, Guillotine 2099, man, like, dude, they look so amazing. And uh, it's definitely inspired a lot of my art style when it comes to my schoolwork and doing certain stuff. It's been really awesome. Simbi Supreme, dude, like, all yeah. of them are so good. It's it's amazing, the art department. Um, they're, they're... I remember when Nova came out and his special animations were just I mean it was it was mind blowing what yeah. we were seeing. Oh, we yeah. saw Doctor Doom and we saw, you know, you know, all these all these different characters. You know, Human Torch, you know, we thought that they were gonna do a lot. His his animations aren't like super, super flashy when you compare him to like a Doctor Doom or Nova or, you know, some of these other characters and you know, I do love seeing some of the 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 subtle nods. I think somebody called uh Strife's one of his special attacks, it looked like a Hurokin from so Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, so yeah, the the art has never been an issue. I think it's it's been player transparency, player communication. They did really well with the the roadmaps, and they released one I think back in November. And I think it's time for an update to that of where they are with some of the the different nodes and modes and updates to arena and to quests and to strikers and to raids and to alliance events um you know i am i am i'm very very positive that kabam is in contact with a lot of the ccp folks and running ideas by them i don't know if anybody saw this on twitter but cam mcoc reached out and was like hey if you could come up or improve an alliance event, what would your suggestions be? Oh. And he, yeah, he he took an entire thread and he's like, "Great, I've collected all this and and turned it in." So, you know, I don't know I if that was and... unsolicited feedback that he gave to uh, Kabam or if that was solicited feedback that he just went out and gathered information from the community on what they would like to see either changed or updated. And obviously the big thing was rewards, but you know, he was he was asking specifically for um, you know, modes or changes to Alliance War and Alliance Quest and you know, I threw my Alliance campaigns in there and make sure that he saw that. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right. All good man. Um, um I see I see uh I see Xander's uh uh, question around Green Goblin. See, here's the thing about Green Goblin. I don't think he's a bad champion. No. I think I think he is heavily outweighed by many, many other champions that do things better. Um, he's got some decent power control. Um, he's got some decent incinerate. That SP2 is one of the most difficult ones to to evade in the game um but i i could see i could see a damage boost to him um i'd like to see maybe a little bit more control over you know his pumpkin bombs which ones you're going to throw um definitely damage increase he's he's still kind of a wet noodle um <laughs> i'd like the i'd like to see a way to maybe ramp his damage up um i don't necessarily think it's a persistent charge type of ramp that he needs um but i don't i don't 
I can't really think of any of his abilities that need changing. It's more increasing. Yeah, yeah maybe if you apply first pumpkin bombs, like if you're going to go in, you know, is it going to be a poison bomb? Is it going to be a oh, yeah, be cool. bomb or, you know, something like that? You know, we look at it like, you know, maybe stealthy. So stealthy can pick what kind of web cartridges he's doing. Maybe Green Goblin can do what kind of pumpkin bombs he's going to bring in. Um, he needs a, a damage increase and maybe a damage ramp. Um, and I would like to see his... I would... I think if you if you take Green Goblin's power drain mechanics and you make it similar to Guillotine 2099's SP1, where she takes X percentage if it lands, but she takes more if you block it, I think if you add something like that, it makes him a better power control champ. But yeah, he he absolutely needs a a damage boost and or a damage ramp. Yeah, um, I uh, I definitely think he can get buffed and get buffed, and I don't think he needs that much of a buff. I think just the more he descends to the madness, the, the more powerful he, more damage he does. Um, since we're on the topic of Green Goblin, we had CT on here um, a couple weeks ago, and he cool. said that Hobgoblin um, was um, was teased by Kabam to come to the game. So I just wanted to put that out there that maybe this, these abilities that you're talking about for a buff could be incorporated into a Hobgoblin build eventually. Yeah, that that'd be cool. I'd I'd like to see. Uh, and Jay, I know I know you have uh, you have what a list of like a hundred champs that have been teased through EQs and stuff like that, or maybe more than that. But yep, there's uh, more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different champs that they have teased. Whether it's been background images of um, uh, was it um. Iron Spider, or you know, mimic up on the uh, the Days of Future Past thing, or you know, so many different characters that they teased in images, or that they've name dropped inside of um, uh, EQs or variants, or not variants, but uh, EQs or story quests and things like that that they've they've talked about. It's just this game, as long as they it if. They can continue to cater and be transparent with their player base. This game does not have an end in sight. But yeah. <laughs> if you frustrate and bore and burn out their player base, that's what will kill the game. From a story perspective, they'll never run out of it. I mean, they've, they've laid so many different Easter eggs. Their connections with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe as well as the comics... Um, they can continue going as long as they keep their customers happy. Uh, and, and there's a delicate balance to that. I understand that, that um, you know, they have to make money. They have to keep things going. But I can tell you this. I spend more when they do things like, I don't know, the roadmaps. And they tell you about everything that's coming. It's like, okay, there's a lot of stuff coming. I'm happy. They're being transparent. They're they're being good command. I like that. I don't mind dropping a little bit of money to get some crystals. I've got that expo uh, disposable income. Sure, I'm fine with that. But when you go, you know, months and months and then you're frustrated and you're kind of burned out, you're like, oh, I'm not going to... I haven't really heard anything from Kabam lately. I'm, I'm not going to spend money on the game right now. So I think they make more money the happier that they make their player base. I'm not saying oh, yeah. that they have to away, but I think the more that they can be transparent and communicate 
what's going on. I think if they came out and said, hey, here's why we did this with Hood or here's why we are planning this. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I think there's there's something to be said about customer service and how long or how far that can go. Um, I'll, I'll give a prime example. If you're an Amazon customer and you have an issue with an order, they'll replace it, refund. I mean, they 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 never challenge you. It's just like, hey, how can we make it right? We want to do what's right for you. And, and it, it seems this like, okay, you're probably throwing away a lot of money by just duplicating this product that you're sending to me that maybe got lost in the mail or was messed up and you're telling me I don't have to send it back. But because of that customer service, now I'm going to come back to you more and more and I'm going to spend more money with you. And they, so <laughs> They are the richest company, though. <laughs> you know, well, they, they want them. Um, <laughs> uh, but they didn't get to be the richest company. They didn't start out that way. Their, their customer service and the way that they've dealt with their consumers has been phenomenal. And that's what led yeah, them to sure. be one of the most profitable companies and uh, biggest companies out there. So, um, if you keep your consumers happy, happy customers spend money. Consumers that are not happy don't spend as much money. Just how it is. <laughs> so, um, I, I think they've uh, they're they've done a lot better. Um, they can still improve, but uh, I think they've done a lot better in being transparent with the with the community. Um, I wish they would give an update and then tell us when the next update's going to come, so that we don't sit there twiddling our thumbs wondering when the next update's going to come. <laughs> yeah, I see this is a lot of other games. Um, I used to be a big console player, and you'll see player bases just just absolutely not like the game because the developers won't tell them anything. It's really annoying. And now I've seen with like Call of Duty, Destiny, like these big AAA games, they're always pretty much transparent nowadays compared to 10 years ago, three four, three to five years ago. Their transparency has totally kicked up, which is awesome to see. And, you know, Kabam do lack that. And uh, that's definitely something that I would love to see and even even like go back and, back and you know, kind of explain stuff back in the day, why, why it was like this and why it's still like this. Um, we brought some stuff of a couple Couple, couple in the past episodes of stuff that kind of needs to be changed, like the four star, the four star um, Cavalier challenge, stuff like that. And so, I would love to see more transparency for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's a that's you know it's a growth mindset that a company needs to have to understand what worked a year ago, what worked six months ago, may not work now. Um, and if you remain stagnant, that's where another company is is able to come in and kind of take your place it's the it's the netflix blockbuster debacle right so you you have to have that growth mindset and that growth mindset has to include your customer base uh the people that really don't care about uh yeah, i know right uh the, the the companies that don't really care about their customer base are not in it for the long haul they're in it for the short term Customer or the, the companies that care about their customer base are in it for the long term because they realize that that investment in their player base comes back to them tenfold. Oh, yeah, man. 
Um, all right, I got, I got a couple. I got a couple quick questions since we're uh, about an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, uh, what do you? Oh, so, we're an hour and a half. What's up? We're an hour and a half in. I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Um, so yeah, we're gonna switch up some things. Uh, let's talk about the future of society, man. Uh, let me. What can you tell me about yeah. that we're both in? Actually, almost everyone in here is in the future of society. Yeah, so so this actually started. I got I got looped into a uh, a Twitter conversation with uh, with Marcus and a few others. Like, hey, let's let's kind of put something together where we uh, you know have a group of us come together and and do stuff for the community. And and I'm like, sure, I'm down for it. And <laughs> and so then it it kind of like, well, who should we get? It's like, hey, let's talk to uh, to Gabe. And you know, then it was like, well, hey let's talk to Deacon and let's talk to, you know, Dragon and let's talk to some of the, you know, the other folks out there. And we, you know, we just started reaching out to different people and, and we got this re great response of like, yeah, you know, we love the community. Let's, let's all jump on board. And, you know, it really, it really was all based from a genesis of, of Marcus. Marcus was the one that kind of came up with the idea of bringing a couple of folks in the community together to, you know, do stuff for the community. Um, and so this this continued to, to grow and to build, and then you know with Gabe involved, it was like, well, hey, we can do um, you know another tournament, but underneath the guise of the uh, the Futurism Society instead of just uh, Gabe and Deacon, um, we can do a podcast, which is something that we're working on. Um, we can do uh, champion designs. We can do giveaways. We can do contests. We can do you know really the sky's the limits. Really, what comes up to you know the the folks in the the group what do they want to do and as long as it's it's really kind of focused on the future of the game whether it's a buff or you know a champion idea or a tournament or you know contest or you name it that was the idea of the futurism society of you know we know where the game is right now where could the game go from a nerdy geek standpoint of you know we we love the comics and you know we just we 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 love this game not only because of the, the the gameplay but because of the lore that's behind it and because of you know Marvel Comics and the MCU and uh, so yeah so yeah I'm I'm super grateful to be a part of it man um, I've I've always I was so happy when I found out about it um, and I just I'm so excited for everything that's happening right now and everything that's gonna happen with society man I, I straight up cannot wait I gotta I gotta tell you one of the one of the funnest things was you know coming up with. Uh, uh, the logos back and forth between uh, myself and Turkey and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what, what the logo is going to look at. We came up with the idea for the logo. And then it was like, you know, we, we just kept teasing people online with the, the, the Twitter uh, uh, handle. And you know, so many people were like, what is this society? What is this? What is this? And then, you know, we started creating, uh, <laughs> I was like, guys, I can create a trailer for the uh, the group for the tournament. I'll, I'll go ahead and do that and put it to music and uh, created this whole like epic trailer of what we were going to do but it, you know, it wasn't that epic but it was fun. It was uh, you know, it was, it was you know, kind of good. Was, nobody knew what we were doing and by the time that we, we actually launched for the um, you know, the tournament to say, hey, you know, we're coming with the tournament I think we had 500 followers at that point. And we hadn't done anything. <laughs> We'd literally been teasing people. Nobody knew who was in it. There were a few people that figured out based on, 
you know, because we were like, okay, if you're going to say something on on the MCOC Society Twitter, you need to put, you know, kind of like Marvel Champions or Marvel Contents Champions does, you know, put put a little tag of, you know, like other Gabrino was always uh, OG and I was always JC and things like that. And, you know, people started to figure it out. I think Metal Sonic Dude was one of the first people and he, you know, he responded to something back and forth. He's like, is that right, JC? And I was like, <laughs> all right, he got me. <laughs> But yeah, you know, you know, it was, it was funny. It was like we hadn't done anything, and all of a sudden we've got you know people like Seat and and Legacy and you know some of these different folks that are you know following us, and we hadn't done anything. It was literally we were we were asking fun questions. We were <laughs> we were teasing things. Hey, we've got things coming. We're you know coming. We we never told anybody who we were, what our plans were. And all of a sudden, we had you know over 500 people. We're we're in the Discord. We're in the uh, the Twitter direct messages. Like, what the hell? We we've got all these followers. And we haven't done. Excuse me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was uh, it was pretty fun. So it's it's been fun, and and it's it's weird now to to get on these different streams and uh, you know hear the society uh, mention. What I did love was how many people would get onto, you know, some of these, these YouTuber streams and be like, Hey, do you know anything about the society? Are you in the society? <laughs> and people guessing all the time, like, you know, Hey, Brian Grant, you've got to be part of the, uh, the society, <laughs> you know, all this sort of stuff. But it was, it was fun to, uh, <laughs> it was fun to, to kind of hear this because it was a big kind of mystery in the Twitter verse. And, um, so it was, it was pretty interesting. So, and I think that's, I think a lot of that is what uh, kind of probably led to like Seat and the Legacy following us was, you know, people were getting on their streams and asking like, hey, are you part of this society? And, you know, and they're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, when you guys reveal and everyone one by one, man, dude, my brain was like, dude, I got, okay, look at the clues. Who, who is it? Who's joining? <laughs> so it was definitely fun and uh, uh, super awesome. Yeah, that was uh that was something I I actually did all of the uh the the reveals I did the designs for those and so I would get in there and and I'm like okay what's what's the idea we're gonna do for you know Deacon and Deacon was like Cable and I'm like dude they're gonna know who Cable is. <laughs> come on man and so I think we did like podcast or something like that or you know and yeah. um, but it was it was you know fun with like one to two. Um, term hints to see if people could figure out who they were and poor poor brian grant i think he got tagged on every <laughs> hint but hey it was all fun so but yeah it's it's grown you know we've we've expanded you know the friends of society and you know just so many different people that are you know creating and collaborating and you know in our in our discord and we also have the public discord and it's just it's fun to see that it really is a a community of people that you know want to come together they want to talk and chat they want to nerd out and um it, it's all derived from this fun little game we play on our phones or our tablets and i think that's uh that's that's really cool and it's it's fun too to watch you know the people inside of uh you know the society that are growing their own individual brands i mean you know marcus he was just he was relatively new to uh 
to you know streaming and doing you know content creation um and he just he knocked it out of the park with this random cable abyss run it's like you're taking cable into the abyss and he you know he got his initial completion on it and wouldn't you know it he shows up in the contest of champions six year anniversary video in his full cable makeup for his abyss run it was uh it was pretty awesome so yeah i was there that stream man that was uh that was super legendary yeah 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 it was it was you know He's taking down the abyss with uh, cable. He's taking down Maestro with pre-buff Angela. I mean, he is there anything that he can't do with the <laughs> quote-unquote underrated champions? So, anyways, <laughs> my gym power. No, I think it's I think it's great. What what I've loved about it is is really just the interactions. Yeah, you know, the the, the stuff with the society's fun and you know, doing the tournament and you know, we're we're doing uh uh champion designs on the back end, but we're doing something different that, you know, no one's really done so far. We're we're actually doing an entire team, but we're not talking about the team or giving hints about the team or anything like that. But, you know, multiple people are creating their own versions and it's an entire team from the comics that we'd love to see introduced into the game. And so that in and of itself, I mean, you know, I love doing these champion buff ideas. So I love that. And I'm, you know, that's, I'm kind of trying to round people up from doing that. And what I love about it is there's, there's so many different people that are doing so many different things within the community, the society. Um, we we literally have not run out of ideas. There's talk of a YouTube channel, um, you know, where we either create or review buff ideas from the community, which is something that we don't see. We don't see anybody doing. Um, you know, the closest we did was when I worked with Rich the Man to help him create an Iron Fist. It was all his... Uh, I not Iron Man, Iron Fist. He came to me with an idea for Iron Fist. I created a graphic for it, and you know he kind of went on and said, "Hey, here's how I would like to see Iron Fist updated." But beyond that, we don't really see community-created champion buff idea reviews done on YouTube. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great idea. And I was uh, I posted my Captain America World War II buff, which you also posted one the same day. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was you. It was. Uh, I'm not sure if I pronounce it right. Kalantak. Yep. He created one. You created one. I'm like, okay. I'm the Captain America dude. Yep. <laughs> I got to do one too. And that's what was interesting. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Um, I think I started at five, and by six forty-five, I was done with the concept and created the graphic, and it was ready to go. And that was the quickest I'd ever done one. You know, I'd been thinking about ideas for it, but, you know, I knew I wanted to do some sort of ramp for him, um, adding in like a, you know, something that was, you know, military based. So I added fortitude for him, which, you know, uh, really either negated having his buffs um, um, manipulated by mystics. And if they were manipulated, then he gained passive regeneration. Oh, um, um 
Speaking of that, oh. yeah, that, that yeah. that's interesting because that's what Civil Warrior has is that he can't get nullified because of his super soldier, his super soldier serum. So that's super. I, yeah. I was gonna point that out to you today, um, but I never got around to it. <laughs> no, no, no that, that's okay. I've you know I've noticed a few things, and you know I'm, I'm I, I've noticed from conversations with Kabam John on Twitter that you know they they're very aware when people post these and you know they tag them. They may not respond, but they're they're aware of them. I've talked to a lot of the CCP folks. They're very aware of these champion buff ideas that come out. Um, they've seen my Kabam John buff. They've seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was, was it was it Moose's. Um, uh, I think it was either it was either Moose or Chunky B. I think it was Chunky B. Did a Kabam Mike, um, Kabam Magic Mike uh, build, and so I put that into a uh, buff idea, and, and apparently they've had a lot of good laughs about both of those. Um, but they they see these these buff ideas and they've they've okay so it wasn't you move so it was chunky, um, so they see them and you know John has even said you know hey if we ever steal anything we'll let you know and <laughs> if y'all have followed me on Twitter, uh, several months before Apocalypse came out I had released my Groot buff, and so Groot had the ability. If you were one of the, uh, you know, other members on the team and you were about to die, he would sacrifice himself and give you 20% mm -hmm. past generation. And he would lose that energy. It wasn't that, you know, he just gave it to you. It's not like a Heimdall thing where he wasn't affected. He actually lost that, that health. But for every fight that he wasn't in, he regained a certain percentage of health but he could never go over what he lost so if he was you know 40 percent, he could never get above 40 percent um after reviving people fast forward to apocalypse and he has a very similar not the protection for the opponents but the sitting out the fights and regenerating in the background uh signature ability and i was like okay I'm not going to conspiracy theory that they stole that, but the timing is very coincidental. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, if it had been, you know, kind of like the Civil Warrior buff where I said something on a Thursday and then Friday they released, it was like, oh, okay, well, no, yeah. no, no way they got that. But the group buff, I think, was released in March and Apocalypse was released back in September, August, September. Or August yeah, September, September. There. and I know that uh, John commented on it and said he really liked it and said that that, that group buff looked like he would be very very fun to play. Um, had some very uh, very fun mechanics in it. He had stances. Um, he had the ability to disorient the uh, the opponent just by idling. So you would light up. <laughs> Yeah, he would light up the arena, kind of like those spores that you see when he lights up everything. And so the idea was that, you know, if he idles for one second or whatever, he lights up the arena with these spores and it disorients the character until after the next hit. So um, it would, you know, keep them from being able to evade or something like that. So you only got one hit on it. But, you know, it was, it was fun trying to find... <laughs> Thanks, Moose. That was, uh, it, it, to me, it was always like, 
okay, how can I try to find something different that hasn't been done yet? Different that has been done. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um I was playing Marvel Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, and uh, once again, Groot just had ability to light up because they were like they used the space stone to teleport to the raft, and so they couldn't see anything behind them because they were locked in a cell, and so he just uses his spores to light it up. So I would love to see that ability. Um, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, here I'll even uh, I, I screenshotted this one. So this was the comparison between the the apocalypse. Um, uh, signature ability and then the Groot signature ability um, and how it, it, it was that same idea of when he's not fighting he's regenerating in the background which is something we hadn't seen in the game before Apocalypse came into the game so yeah, which will probably I don't know has I don't think Odin's abilities have released either but I'm sure his Odin sleep will uh, be a big part you would you would think that you know they did mention that there was something there was something in his abilities that mentioned the Odin sleep um, even though his, his full abilities haven't been uh, broken down just kind of his description yeah. of it and I do love the fact that they released a picture of his ravens yeah <laughs> that was really cool today that was the, the teaser that uh, Marvel Champions released was his ravens so it's it's quite funny too because I actually just wrote like a, a breakdown of the symbols in the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe and I brought up the Ravens of uh, of Odin and the same day they just post two pictures of his Ravens, which is awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty pretty interesting. Um, I'm gonna see if it's the if it is the release notes that mentions his Odin sleep. Um, Odin's the king of Asgard, and the Allfather. It's a numerous, formidable Asgardian gods. However, Odin is the most powerful of the Asgardians, possessing a vast cosmic energy source called the Odin Force. His power is so great that Odin must enter a coma-like state called the Odin Sleep to recover from its overwhelming strength. So, in the release notes, it specifically says that his power is so great that he has to enter into the uh, the Odin Sleep. So, if they're not going to make that part of his abilities, I don't see why they would put that into, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, that quick little breakdown, so... Yeah, Mr. King is saying that his feathers are the side event, uh, which is yeah, which is cool as well. And in Nordic mythology, the the um, I think it's memory and mind are the two um, are the names of the raven. Anyways, they like give him information on Midgard. So I wonder if he'll get any information from his ravens against the opponent. Like he might figure like he'll get this information from the opponent. I thought that'd be pretty interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a uh, there's. Um... A lot that they can do, and I do want to. Now that we're talking on Groove, I do have to put in the 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 Groot buff that we all deserve. Um, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and put that one into the chat. Um, this is the Groot buff buff that that we all deserve. Um, although I do feel that the Groot buff that I just posted might be a little too OP. <laughs> I think my brother said that to me one day. I was showing him it. <laughs> yeah, for, any, for for anyone that can't see it in the chat, literally it just says "I am Groot" over and over and over again in different uh, spelling and or different um, capitalization and punctuations and things like that. So, <laughs> um, 
there was a, <laughs> I actually got that idea. I can't, I can't come up with that. I can't say that that was my idea. There was, um, I think there was a meme that was going around. It was like, um, you have to write a resume as a superhero. Oh. And, one, and one kid turned theirs in as I am Groot. And, you know, so it was Groot. And then everything else in the resume was, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot. And apparently the kid got 100, which, you know, makes sense. So, but yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to put this into a champion ability because that's, that's just too perfect. So... Now I got to tell you, I think this is your longest podcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. <laughs> Thank you, Brie. Clavering. I think we just yeah. read uh, CT's uh, podcast time, and I think it's even longer too. I had actually had an issue at the beginning of the stream where it wasn't streaming to two platforms; it was only streaming to Twitch. So I had to actually stop the stream. So we lost like a minute, but um, it's fine. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, and CT, CT is so knowledgeable. I mean, just he's he's. He's just a great, great person to listen to. He's got such great advice when you when you talk to him. He's knowledgeable. Uh, he's you know one of the things I like about him is he's approachable. Uh, but he's he's just I like his ideas on what he wants to do. As you know, he's not in the CCP, but the content that he wants to create, he wants to look at something and deliver something that no one else is doing. And I think he's his, his own worst critic, but he's, he's, I, I, I do like that. He's looking for new avenues. And I think that's, that's admirable. Yeah. Uh, he's got some really cool stuff in the, in the works right now. Um, Puck asked earlier, I forgot to ask, but he wanted to ask, what are the requirements for joining the society? So I think it's, you know, if, 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 people want to join the society you know we'll, we'll look at you know friends of the society we'll look at you know I, I think a lot of it is kind of you know how active you are on twitter are you you know kind of being creative are you positive um, um obviously we're not going to get into it here but we did run into uh, you know an issue where we did have to, to part ways with somebody inside of the society and you know, so we, we do want to look at, you know, behavior as well, too. Because um, uh, Gabe, Gabe had conversations with Kabam about the society and what we wanted to do. And so um, one person becomes a representation of the entire team. It can, um, so we, we, we discuss before we bring anybody in, you know, hey, they're interested. What do you all think about this? What, you know, is there any concerns or anything like that? So. And Puck, if you are, um, if you're on Discord, you actually have to go into um, the interview room to listen. Yeah, you just join the voice you... chat, and you're just muted, so you just listen along. Yeah, he's been on my YouTube chat like the whole entire time. <laughs> oh, so I can't see anything that he's saying about me. Great. <laughs> I think Wonder... he's heard everything. Like I think you name dropped his name, and then he and then he commented <laughs> like for the like like ten minutes into the stream. I was like, perfect yeah. timing, dude. Are you yeah. talking about his the alliance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'd seen him. I'd seen him in here in the interview chat. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's a good dude. Uh, 
Yeah, I made um I made his profile pic. I don't know if anyone knows that, but his profile pic, I actually created it like months and months ago. He uh, I just started making content for for contests and he was like yo you're like you're the dude i was told to make if you can make me a profile pic i was like dude of course man i did it and he was like dude great job man so if you guys are any curious about his professor puck profile pic there you go yeah i uh i guilt tripped him into uh coming on the twitter because uh i was like dude man you're missing so much on twitter and finally uh i finally guilt tripped him into uh um getting on a twitter and and he just took off and you know, he's. I think anybody that's interacted with him on on Twitter or anywhere else understands he's he's just he's such a positive dude. He's oh, yeah. he's great having the alliance. Um, he he actually used to be uh, Puck eighty five in game was his username, um, and he kind of became my de facto recruiter for my alliance. So nice. anytime at an opening, you know, he's like, "Hey, you want to go find somebody?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, go find somebody." And then, you know, it got to I was like, "Hey." Professor Puck, you're up. And I had this picture of like Professor X Cerebro, but it said Professor Puck above it, you're up. And, you know, go find me somebody else. And he'd go out and look for somebody. And one day he just changed his name to Professor Puck in the game. And I'm like, okay, uh, you've, you've, you've taken on the mantra of Professor Puck. And it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. And um, so, you know, we, we, uh, whether it's on Twitter or it's in my alliance or, you know, anywhere, it's just this um, kind of level of positivity and, like, camaraderie and, like, hey, you know what? We, we didn't win this war. It's okay. We're going to come back. We're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to kick ass next time. You know, love this team and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And so, you know, just here, here in the, the positivity, I've got, I've got so many uh, folks on the team that have been in the alliance for so long. Um, I've had this the same alliance 2016 since March of 2016. Wow. My brother started it, I inherited it, and you know we've we've got some folks that have been there for pretty much the entire time because uh, we're we're right in that silver one, gold three kind of range. Um, you know we're not we're not trying to get up into you know super competitive. We get into gold two, hey great, you know gold one, awesome, but you know it's. We're we're not trying to buy wins. Uh, we're yeah, not I'm, trying to pull out. So, yeah, I'm right with you on the alliance area. So I understand completely. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's trying to balance that. Hey, we love the game. We love to play it, but it shouldn't become a second job. Oh yeah, because I'm not paying you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But at the same time, hey, you you knew what the requirements are. Meet the requirements. Just hey, if you need to take some time off, let us know. That's yeah. it. So I, I I I love my alliance. I love the uh, the people in there. The camaraderie. You know, we we do have you know some burnout that's going on, but that that's not due to the alliance. That's just due to the game. You know, I mean, it, it happens. It ebbs and flows. So. <laughs> Puck, I'm not paying you. Sorry. I'll create a puck build for you, but that's it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not paying you. I'll buy you a beer if you ever make it to Texas. <laughs> well, Jay, I got to say, you know, being uh, being that you were kind of handed this uh, this podcast the last minute. Uh, to do by yourself, man. You've been awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it, man. I, I love talking to everyone and getting to know, um, getting to know what you guys think and 
what your thoughts everything so um yeah, yeah man it's been pretty cool uh, if anyone has like any final questions uh, i think we can end it here if you guys want to say any last words um uh we talked about where's my notebook hold on um Oh, uh, that's what it was. Um, who the final question I have for you, my, for myself, is um, we already answered who would you add to the contest. So, what is the number one buff you want to see in the contest? Gert. Okay, I, th- I knew the answer. I just wanted but, to make sure. <laughs> but so when I was on Brendan's stream and I was talking with Marcus, I I told I asked him that very same question. I said, "Hey, who do you want to buff in game?" And it can't be Groot because that's the obvious one. Yeah. All want a group a group but 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 a group buff um so if i had to look at at you know the characters in the game that i would like to see get an overhaul not not a moderate update not a value update my dogs are starting to wrestle so i hope they don't go crazy if i if i wanted to look at one character in the game that i wanted to see get an entirely new kit in an overhaul marcus get ready to start jumping up and down but it's Miles Morales. He absolutely needs a complete overhaul and rework of his uh, of his kit. Um, I would love to see, um, as you probably tell, I kind of like ramp ups and you know being able to build up a character. But he needs a kind of a learning the ropes type of uh, mechanic that you know as he continues through fights and through quests, you know he gets more confident. His abilities. His accuracy improves. He needs to have invisibility. He needs to have shock. Um, so, I I would love to see an entire rework of his abilities that play into his naivety as being a new Spider-Man, and that he's having to learn the ropes. And as he progresses and he gets more confident in his powers, he gets stronger. His ability accuracy goes up. Things of that nature. Yeah, man, that's, that's that's a great buff. And as he, as if anyone does not know, he actually is getting some. We we at least know he's getting a visual, um, at least overhaul. It seems like that's that all the information we know about a buff for him is that there's his visuals are being changed, which is something we have not seen in uh, since Colossus. I want to say. Yeah. So well, Daredevil Netflix had oh, entirely right. said as well too. Um, so Kabam Mike back on, and I just. I actually just tweeted this out uh, yesterday, so I know the date. It was actually on the 2nd of uh, February. Um, he had mentioned that, you know, they, they're actually working on a full rework of Miles Morales, including an entire new move set for him. Um, and then he also mentioned that there was work being done on both of the Black Panthers, um, but they were starting with um, OG Black Panther first. But there are, both of them are in the pipeline. So whether or not that's our April buff, oh April rework that's coming, overhaul, yeah, we'll have to find out. But uh, yeah, I've got oh damn, you got him as a rank three. Okay, <laughs> yes. I was gonna say I've got Miles as a six star. Yeah, there's the there's the most recent one. Um, I've got a uh, I've got Miles as a six star. Uh, I've got i've got joe fix it as a six star i love cam's rework of him i'd like to see that in game too but oh man i've yet to check it out can't wait yeah he he actually did and this is this is really cool this i really like cam this is something different he actually did a live stream where he's playing the game and the idea was on the live stream 
they came up with a champion buff for Joe Fixit, and it was specifically to counter um, one of the high end tier war um, modifiers that they have out there. Um, but yeah, he's actually got a PDF. So if you go to Cam MCOC on Twitter, um, yeah, I have it bookmarked. Yeah, I've been so. busy this weekend, so I've been or this entire week, so it's just uh, on the back burner. Yeah. yeah, I did. Um, I did. I did a buff for Loki on stream, but it was no, not even close to how in depth the Joe Fixit buff is. Yeah. Oh, and um, Eagleizer, you're saying don't rework all champs? Do you for like honestly? I don't. I think there's probably less than less than twenty champs that need reworks. Um, yeah, the rest of my just increases in buffs or you know increases the numbers of values and stuff like that what what oh here's the thing that i i am happy about most of the reworks that we have seen have been more offensively based there haven't been a huge number of defensive focused updates which from us when you think about you know going through content the more defensive the character's abilities are, the harder they are to fight, which then makes the game more challenging. I do like the fact that they are opening up our rosters from a an attack standpoint and giving us more options to fight long-term content and not being devastated by, oh, I got this champion, which does nothing for me. Yeah, man, I definitely agree. Yeah. Sorry, that's my dog sneezing. <laughs> oh, no. they're, they're wrestling right now, and if you don't know this about dogs, so when dogs play fight, um, one of the ways that they let each each of them know that they're not serious and they're play fighting is they will sneeze. So if you if you watch dogs wrestle a lot, they do a lot of that like sneezing and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a little cue from one dog to the other that like, hey, I'm not serious, we're just playing. Yeah, I have uh, I have four dogs. And my second, old, the second oldest dog I have, uh, plays with the nine, the newer one, the nine, the nine, the nine month year old puppy, and they'll, yeah, they'll do that sneezing. So, yeah, yeah. they love each other. <laughs> yep. Well, Jay, I got to tell you, uh, you know, obviously we missed uh, XN. Hope everything works out good for him. But you know, this has been great. Um, uh, anytime, I, I'm more than happy to come on. You know, no problem talking, obviously, but. Uh, you know, this has been great. It's been great to uh, to talk with you all and, and talk about the game, talk about the community, talk about the society, and uh, appreciate everybody that jumped on. This has been fun. Yeah, man. Uh, well, we're definitely going to have to have you back on for hopefully a society interview. I have a, a lot of members of the society come in for an entire interview. Uh, that's something we'll have to set up with the Slayer. I think said he's going to help set up. Uh, but yeah, man, I do. I appreciate you coming by, man. It's, it's freaking been awesome. Um, thanks for coming by, dude. Talking about all your all your cool buffs, all the cool knowledge of the game. I mean, it's been truly awesome. Uh, but yeah, man, yeah, that's that's where we're going to end it tonight, everyone. Hey, this is awesome. I appreciate it. All right, everyone on the YouTube and Twitch, and everyone listening right now. Good night, everyone. Hope you guys have an awesome night, and I'll see.